good friend of mine once told me something that has really stuck with me. It actually became a guiding principle that I used to manage my life. Let me set the stage. As it turns out, life gets busy. Sometimes by design and personal choice, and sometimes life just comes at you way too fast. And at this point in my life when I received this advice, I was in the middle of graduate school. And not only that, I was newly married, and my wife was also in graduate school. We went from being excited about getting married, planning our wedding, getting married, and honeymooning to driving our moving truck for 14 hours and starting school within a few days. Life was coming at us really fast. Things were changing at a pace that I don't think either of us had ever seen before. Also, I was naive. I hadn't really ventured into something that would be quite as demanding as grad school was, and certainly not as life-changing as marriage. So trying to balance life seemed quite an impossible task at times. Once school started and we were in full swing, it really started to sink in, and it sunk fast, and it got really heavy. Classes were long and demanding, the reading load was nearly impossible, and on top of that, I was trying to give attention to my wife. Side note, we moved to the hottest city in the United States on the first 100 degree day of the year in 2013. I was acclimated to the heat, my wife was not. That in and of itself was quite a shock and was supremely overwhelming. This just added stress to the mix. So there we were, two graduate students in different schools in a new city, with new colleagues, with demanding classes, and not a ton of free time to spend with each other. We were poor, so our weekend activities consisted of small group dates with other folks in our prospective schools. And one night, we were all together with a few of the couples that we had met, and one of the couples was a year ahead of us in school. And of course, the workload conversation came up. And as this colleague of mine began explaining how he was coping, he dropped this little truth bomb on me. He said, life, especially now, is a juggling act. We are juggling glass balls and we're juggling rubber balls. If you drop a rubber ball, it'll bounce back up. But if you drop a glass ball, it breaks. You can afford to drop the rubber balls every now and then, but you absolutely cannot drop the glass balls. So choose wisely which balls are glass. This really resonated with me. The very next day, I actually applied this principle to some schoolwork. I sacrificed a geopolitical reading assignment to focus on finance, which was harder for me. I actually didn't get the reading done at all, and you know what? I was fine. I was able to keep up. I can't say the same for finance, though. If I would have missed learning the finance principles for that day, I'm not so sure I would have been able to keep up. This example brings me to the point I'm trying to make. As a dad, life is still a juggle. If you're anything like me, life as a dad means juggling more things than I have ever done before at any time in my life. And for me, my wife and my baby are definitely glass balls that I will not drop. I can't afford that. They deserve my primary focus and attention. Just recently, I switched jobs, and my work life got really busy. And this is actually why I haven't released a new episode in the last four weeks. I've simply been too busy. As the demands on my time increased from work, something had to give, and unfortunately, the podcast was one of them. Other things suffered too, though. I mean, I wasn't able to spend much time in our yard and in our garden, and parts of our yard are dead now, and there's more weeds. And at work, I frequently have meetings until later now, so 
combine these meetings with rush hour traffic, I'm usually home an hour to an hour and a half later than I was before. And I also have to travel a little bit more for work, so I've spent a few days here and there away from my family. There is a serious opportunity cost when traveling for work. I can't get that time back with my family, so the question for me becomes, if I'm going to be away from my family more because of work, how do I avoid allowing myself to drop them? What can I do to make sure I don't turn my family into a rubber ball and think it's okay to let them fall every now and then? This isn't easy, actually. There is a certain catch-22. I'm the primary breadwinner in our family, so I feel that doing a good job at work is also fulfilling my role as a father. In providing for my family, though, and putting in enough effort to do a good job, work demands often take me away from my family. Dr. Warren Farrell talks about the father's catch-22 in his book, The Boy Crisis. He describes it as loving your family by being away from the love of your family. I've experienced this in real time. I've had to be away on business without my family. I have a nighttime routine that I go through every night to close up the house. You know, lock the doors, check on dogs, make sure everybody is safe. And my night doesn't feel complete and I don't feel ready for bed unless I go through this routine. So when I travel, I never really feel ready to go to sleep. I normally say goodnight to my baby girl right after dinner. My wife takes her upstairs for her bath and nighttime routines while I finish up cleaning the kitchen and the dishes. And I make it upstairs just in time to kiss her goodnight. Then my wife and I have some time. We say our nightly prayers before we go to bed. And all of this routine is built into my life. So when I leave for work, I miss this routine and it causes a certain amount of anxiety, so to speak. So if I'm not able to be there, I mitigate my absence the best that I can. For example, the last time I had to travel, our team went to dinner after a full day of meetings. And I received a message from my wife asking me if I'd like to have a chat. And technology makes this so wonderfully easy. So I stepped out of the room where dinner was being hosted and jumped on to a video chat with my wife and baby. And I talked to my baby girl via video chat for a few minutes. I told her that I loved her and that I was away working and that I wouldn't be gone long. I try to stay as present in her life as possible. After all, if life is a juggling act with glass balls and rubber balls, my daughter is always going to be a glass ball. I don't dare drop her. Along the same line, while I'm traveling for work, I make sure I don't miss my nightly prayers with my wife. Again, it's part of our routine and it is important to us. And video chat makes this amazingly accessible. We chat about our days before bed, say our prayers, and go to bed at the same time. Granted, if I'm in a time zone that doesn't really facilitate this, we still make sure we have some sort of chat before bed. It would be so easy for me to say that I'm just traveling, and I'll see them when I get home. Personally, I don't want to do this. I want my family to feel as if I'm present, because I'm making the effort to be present. Even if I'm not physically there, I want them to feel as if I still care about them and how their days were. I want my daughter to always feel as if I'm paying attention to her. Demands on my time change. Sometimes work is very demanding. When work is demanding, something has to give. If I'm going to be missing some time with my wife and daughter, then I need to be sure to give an extra effort the next time I see them. Maybe we go on a little adventure together for some extra memories. Maybe I'll play a few extra minutes with my daughter before bed. Sometimes, family is very demanding and needs extra time. 
While my family is certainly my number one priority, and in this example of juggling glass balls and rubber balls, they are certainly glass balls, they are not the only glass balls. For example, my physical health is a glass ball. My psychological health is a glass ball. My spirituality is a glass ball. There are other parts of my life that I will not drop. For example, I have a habit of going to the gym every morning, and I've noticed that my physical health is tied strongly with many other aspects of my life. There are some mornings I wake up and think that I'd love to sleep more and not go to the gym. And the days that I do this, I actually suffer some consequences. I'm mentally slower throughout the day. I feel like I started my day in a frenzy and can't ever catch up. Now, a missed day here and there doesn't really affect me too bad. But if I start missing a few days a week, my routines start to get thrown off. I get into kind of a funk. So in terms of my physical health being a glass ball, that doesn't mean that each individual workout is a glass ball. It just takes an effort to either make up for a missed workout or simply be okay with missing a workout. That said, I better not be missing a workout because I was simply too lazy to do it. If I miss a workout, it better be because there was a more important glass ball that was in danger of falling. I believe that keeping myself physically healthy is a responsibility and obligation I have to my family. If I'm allowing my physical health to be a barrier between quality time with me and my family, then I'm allowing a glass ball to slip away and be in danger of falling. I also mentioned my psychological health. Probably one of the biggest factors in my psychological health is physical exercise, but there are certainly more aspects to it. Again, if I'm not psychologically healthy, my family is in danger of suffering consequences. So I think it is yet again another responsibility and obligation I have to my family. It is important for me to maintain structure in my life. It is important for me to set guardrails, so to speak, for my day-to-day operations. Keeping a to-do list and making sure I'm not leaving unfinished work, especially for my family. I know that this kind of structure and routine is supremely important for my psychological health. Turns out, it's also good for my wife and her psychological health. Not only that, structure and routine are also foundationally important for babies and young children too. I've realized that setting in place the things I need to maintain good psychological health is also good for my family. And it's really easy to fall out of routines when... For example, work increases demand on my time, or when I'm away for work. I consider it a foundational fatherhood responsibility to oversee the running of my home. Creating and maintaining a home in which there are clear expectations is very important to me. Creating a home in which my family can feel safe, not only physically, but psychologically and spiritually as well, is my responsibility. I want my daughter to feel comfortable in our home as she pursues her psychological and spiritual growth. The world can be a mean, judgmental place. I want her to feel confident in having a place to learn and question the world around her without being bombarded with the fickle and pervasive doctrines of the world. The world teaches so much nihilism and narcissism these days, and it's easy to get caught up thinking that the world owes you something. It's easy to get caught up thinking everything should be free. It's easy to follow temporal pleasures that lead to long-term pain and detriment. And my home is designed to protect her from falling into these traps. It is designed to give her the confidence and platform and runway from which to take off and achieve goodness. I believe that I'd be doing her a severe disservice if I didn't maintain psychological health and build my home in such a way that reflects it. Along with my psychological health, I take care of my spiritual health. I am raising my daughter to be spiritual. 
I'm not suggesting that families cannot be secular and still be strong families. I'm simply suggesting that this is something we do and it is good for us. We regularly attend church. I teach my daughter that she is a daughter of a Heavenly Father that loves her. I teach her that she is precious to Him. I teach her that she can pray to Him. I believe that going regularly to a place where many people hold the same type of view is a net positive for our family. And not only does going every week give our family structure, it gives us purpose and meaning so easily missed by the world. It is so easy to fall into a purpose void these days. And I believe that God can fill this void. There are forces in this world that will teach my daughter so many different variations of who she is and where she comes from. The world will try to tell her what she is worth. And worse, the world might try to tell her that she is worthless. The world cannot adequately describe the worth of my daughter. I cannot even adequately describe the worth of my daughter, and there is nobody in this world who loves her more than her mom and I. But believing in God, who can adequately describe our worth, is foundational and paramount to living with self-respect and dignity. I want to encourage and help my daughter grow a relationship with God, and to do this, I practice this myself, and I try to live a life that will bring me closer to God. And again, I'm not suggesting that parents are bad people or bad parents if they live without religion. My wife and I live this way, and it is good for us as we raise our daughter. In summary, the impetus for writing this episode was the very reason it took me so long to publish it. Life just got busy. And unfortunately, the podcast was a rubber ball that was okay to drop. I was not okay with sacrificing time with my family or time at work to write a podcast. We are all juggling so many things in life, and some of them are glass balls that shouldn't be dropped, and some of them are rubber balls that bounce back up. And I'm not about to tell anybody how to prioritize their life with one exception. Our families deserve to not be dropped. They deserve to be our main focus. If we think we can drop our families here and there, eventually we'll start feeling the effects, and by the time we do, damage will already be done. I think we owe it to our families to organize our lives, to keep our lives in order. I think we should create a home that provides a safe haven for our children to grow because if we don't, the world will, and the world is certainly unkind. I think we should appropriately prioritize our lives so that our families never feel second place. And as I mentioned, I think good men and good fathers help keep the moral fabric of society together. We owe it to our families to do nothing less. (laughs) 